Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to KT Confidential, the real estate podcast, episode 221. Ariel and I are talking to real estate agents and buyers about the do's and don'ts during property showings. Enjoy. So there was, uh, I think I told you already, but I'll just say it again because it was kind of funny and typical of the industry. I got a call from this guy that wants to see one of our properties, and he was really adamant about seeing it with me, but he was very vague about whether or not he had representation and what his intentions were. Anyways, we were chatting for about half an hour. I finally got it out of him uh, that his wife is a real estate agent. So in the end, he's like, oh, fine. I guess I'll just ask my wife. She's a realtor. And I'm just like... The guy was calling you to show... He wanted to see one of our properties. He said he didn't like to involve another real estate agent because it muddies the water. And, you know, I explained to him our best practice and business philosophy is that we like and believe both parties should have their own independent representation, whether that's on the same team or the same brokerage or different brokerage. The matter of the fact is just to have two different people representing. You represent the the seller and their best interest and it. That right. muddies the waters when you're representing both parties. 100%. Yeah. So, but he felt otherwise. Anyways, he said, okay, well, I respect. It's actually a team policy that we do not do that. That's right. I respect your policy. So I guess I'll, I'll just, I'll uh, bring my own realtor. In fact, my wife is a realtor and she's coming in the house right now. Can you book it through her? I'm like, you never had intentions of, you know. His whole thing is he didn't want to bother his wife. Which is a nice segue into today's topic, Mr. Trot. Showings. The do's and do nots for buyers and for realtors. So whether you are a potential buyer out in the real estate market or you're a realtor and do this for a living, we've got some do's and do nots for you today of things to do or not to do when you're out on a showing. Do's and and don'ts. Do's and don'ts. Yes. Correct. Are they both grammatically correct? I would assume so. grammatically. Is that? Sure. They're both English. Right. All right. Well, let's start with buyers. Okay. Because right now there's a lot of buyers that are starting to call. Spring market. Spring markets are in the corner. If you watched last week's. It's not around the corner. It's here, baby. No, no. It's starting. Getting started. Oh, well. I don't know if you can officially call it spring market when there's still snow on the ground and no sign of warm air. The definition of spring market does not correlate with the weather outside. Well, then maybe we should rename it. Have you not seen it snow in April? Okay, but seasonally, it starts... Oh, I fucked him up there, didn't I? Huh? Listen, this Thursday is Groundhog Day, so we'll find out Do you, you how long the season's going to actually be. No, I don't, but it's... Wyerton Willie's dead. Okay, let me break a, the news to you. He died a few years ago. <laughs> okay. Now it's his cousin. Well, it runs in the family. It's fine by me. All right, dues for buyers. We'll start at the top of your list here. Be punctual. Yeah. Don't show up when you're not supposed to show up. And more importantly, don't overstay your welcome. Or don't, uh, it's not even your welcome. You are scheduled for a certain period of time. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) You're scheduled for a certain period of time. So let's just say your appointment has been scheduled by your realtor and you're supposed to be there between three and four o'clock in the afternoon. Okay, yep, sure, you might show up at 3.15, but be out of the house, door locked by 4 o'clock. Yes. Unless you call the realtor, 
the listing agent and you say, hey, we'd love to spend a little bit more time here. Is that okay? Can you send me a message just acknowledging that? Now, if you show up to a house and you're booked for four and you show up at 345, do you go in? Sure. Oh, you're booked at from four o'clock? Booked from four to five, you show up at 345. No, 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 no. Big, 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 no, no. Right, so you would call. Yeah. Or wait, go to the coffee shop, drive around. What if you show up at 355? Four o'clock. Your appointment's at four o'clock. I'd go in at 355. Your appointment is at four o'clock. I always show up five minutes early for my appointments. I think that's okay. I always show up for five minutes early. You know what I do is I stand outside with the buyers and Jen can attest to that because she went through this process with me a few weeks ago. It's and raining out. I don't give a fuck. And it's in the middle of the winter. It's somehow raining and it's minus 40. There can be a flock of geese about to shit on my head and I'm not going in until it's four o'clock. <laughs> okay. I'm going to stand outside or I'm going to sit in my car. It actually... So I'm having this discussion with our sales team next week. I think, well, you see, you complain about me making noise. No, I don't complain about it. No, I complain about you cawing like a crow and knocking things off their wall. I don't complain. No, I was hanging up our dartboard, first of all, (laughs) checking the... Uh, durability of that wall, but you can clearly hear them speaking through. So we're having a podcast. I don't know if this will come through in the audio, if anybody can hear that, but next door is like some Robbie kind of says, massage no, therapy place. And you know what they actually do orthotics. I think I, oh, oh, I, I need, need to get orthotics. I need some orthotics. Yeah. I didn't know they do that too. Yeah. I Googled it and it said in 75 Main Street East. And I'm like, where? And then it's right there. And then it is right on the door. Right. So anyways, Back on topic. Yeah, talk a little louder. You were going to talk to our team next week. Yeah. Uh, I think it's very prudent of realtors now to, and this is a little bit of a shift in what I was training previously, to start taking buyers in their vehicles again. Agents take, again, I never did my entire career. Maybe once or twice. Yeah. <clears throat> well, prior to, it can be difficult. Prior especially to if, you entering the industry, which was 12 years ago now, I may add. Yeah. Um, it was very commonplace, like in the... Well, that's you know, because you had uh, two or three parties trying to use a paper map. So it was easier <laughs> for them to do it in one car. The old Rand McNally na- maps trying yeah. to figure out where to turn left. Yeah. And now, and, and now, well, and I think then too, it was, um, geographically, it was, you were focused on a smaller area. Um, maybe you had more people moving within one area and nowadays it's easy to find places. People are all over the place. They live in Kitchener, work in Toronto. It's like, what are the odds of being able to coordinate that? All right. Well, tip number one, dues for buyers. Let's just get back on track here. Be punctual, show up on time if you're early or you want to stay late, call the agent and that's for the realtor representing the buyer. Should only be in the house when you're supposed to be in the house. Unless you're five minutes early. Ask questions and take notes. Yeah, I made a side note here. Um, it's really easy if you go out, <clears throat> excuse me, frog in my throat today. If you go out and you see five or six properties in an afternoon, I guarantee you, 
that fifth or sixth property, you're already going to forget which property was the first one. Yeah, for sure. You'll start confusing You'll things. You'll mix features up. You'll Wait. be like, did that one have the pool or did that one have, not have the pool? Which was the did one that with the cat? Three bedrooms. Which one was the one with the person sleeping in the basement? Right. Yes. Take some notes. Um, Take notes of potential flaws and maintenance needs. This is, yes. I mean, I don't know. I don't know that I would say the average buyer's going to have the know-how and understanding of things to really figure that out. But if there's obvious problems, I think that's a good idea. Um, one thing that I made a note of is... Well, this could also be a mental note. It's not like physically making a well, pen to paper note. back to your other point, <clears throat> mental notes are going to get all skewed among that's the true. different properties. So take photos. Photos is good because you take a photo, geotags it, you know exactly where you're at, assuming you have that location services turned on on your phone. Uh, but one thing I made a note of as far as photos is photograph the, I don't know if it's in your list, but photograph the um, serial numbers on appliances because it's nice to be able to include that in offers. And um, if it is a property you're keen on and you know this in advance, I would take photos of everything. Yeah. I, I wonder... So I, I do recommend that as well. I just wonder, is there some kind of privacy law or legality that would prohibit somebody? For, I guess if it's not being published. Well, we have the... Like you can't post it on social or anything like that, but... Certainly not. But in the entry for access form, there's an <laughs> initial at the bottom, which as buyer's agents, we don't get to see but there's a section at the bottom that the homeowner initials or should initial uh, that authorizes people who enter the home to take photos and video. Does it go on to say for the purpose of the listing or anything uh, of that nature? I don't believe so. It's pretty generic. Hmm. Pull one up while I, can you pull one up? Yeah. I'll move on to the next. And, and just on that note taking part, like, potential flaws and maintenance needs. You just want to, first of all, you know, don't let those things put you off, right? So if if the caulking is all dry around the sinks and it looks awful because, you know, caulking after 10 years starts to dry up and shrivel up and it can discolor and doesn't look really nice, but it's an easy thing to to fix. You just remove it and and put down some new one, and it's cheap. And uh, lots of videos on how to do it. Lots of tools and gadgets on on helping you do it. So something simple like that. But it all adds up. Um, so these little maintenance flaws and maintenance costs, you just have to have an understanding of what that undertaking is, how much it's going to cost you, and then. Um, you know, factor that into your closing costs essentially or your budget, just so you know going forward. Well, don't let say? any deficiencies discourage you. Just account for it in your decision to buy. Yeah, uh, it's it's kind of vague, but it basically authorizes anybody entering the home. So this form is a form the seller signs to say they allow people to enter the home and for what purpose. And at the bottom it says with their initials, sellers acknowledge and consent to the taking of photographs slash videos of the property as required for the purposes of the above described entry. Oh, so, so above described entry and one of them would be for showing appraisals, home inspections. I never thought about it. 
never thought about it in that context. Well, the next question is, are they required to initial that? I don't know. I always get it initialed. Well, if you is don't it get it re- initialed, technically they're not authorizing you to take photos for the MLS listing. Right, but this form is not, the list buyer's agents aren't made privy to see this form. So I would think that if your client... You're assuming as a buyer's agent that it's signed. Unless otherwise told. Or their brokerage is oblivious to this form or don't need it or care about it. Or if the agent doesn't know about it. Right. Could be a new agent, doesn't even have a clue. Another reason it's good to take photos of everything by everything. I'm so this is maybe not so you're documenting by photographs. Yeah. So uh, there's been numerous times uh, where I represented buyers and sellers, where close to closing, either people, the people I was representing or the other party had complained about um, a scratch in the floor, sure. uh, which might is very common as people are moving their stuff out before closing. Uh, stains in the ceiling. These are things that are easily overlooked when you first go through the property and you're excited yep. to buy it. Um, so if you photograph it and document it and something does change between buying it and closing on it, you've got evidence to support it. And it's usually pretty easy to pursue compensation or repair. So we're talking about buyers right now. This one is a bit more of a realtor tip talking about documenting by photographs. Um In the event, let's say you do go out and see five or six homes in a day and the buyer decides, oh, that second home that we saw, uh, we really like, we want to put an offer on it. If you've got those photos, when you're generating and, and creating this offer, you have reference points, right? Like you might forget that there was a wine fridge in the library or whatever, all right. Uh, can, now, you, you know, you said don't let any flaws um, put you off. The most important thing for a buyer on any showings of any property, the irreplaceable things should be highly addressed or highly considered. The location the neighborhood and the area itself. You cannot change that. Yeah, sure. A lot of people get so fixated on the house, they don't look at the neighbor's houses. Right. It could be a rundown piece of crap with a car parked on the grass, and you don't even recognize that until later. Or you don't recognize there's no schools for 10 kilometers or whatever. Yeah. Just make sure the location, the neighborhood, the surrounding area all fits your needs because you will not be able to change that. Um, And the most important thing, biggest tip for buyers, look past the dirt, the smells, and any other distracting factors such as pets in the home. You will clean this house. You will paint this house. But be mindful, there are smells that could indicate a bigger problem. Mold as an example. But that wasn't on your list here. But you did you did put smells. But yeah, for the most well, part. How many people walk into a house that has a cat as an example? And maybe the litter box hasn't been changed or the cat peed a few spots. That smell lingers, right? And people will walk in and go, do you smell that? It's just gross. It's it smells, get out of this smells dirty like, litter box. Yeah. 
or a lot of different. I was in one. We sold. Have a client not far from us. Um, he bought a house on Broussard, and uh, when we bought it, it was tenanted and it was really dirty, and it had a litter box in the front foyer, which is a mm-hmm. small confined area with limited airflow. It stank. Uh, and he was very reluctant. He didn't want to buy it. I brought him back three times uh, to convince him to buy it. And he got a, He did very well. If you want a good deal on a house, buy the dirty, smelly, ugly house. That's right. All right. Do nots mm-hmm. for buyers mm-hmm. or don'ts. Yes. Don't touch. Don't move personal items or fixtures without permission. Yeah. Don't go opening somebody's underwear drawer. Okay. Not acceptable. I mean, if the drawer's open and you can see things in it, that's fine. Like that one time we had somebody <laughs> talked about the penis pump, that was out invisible. Sometimes that happens. Can't do anything about it. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes that happens. Uh, sometimes there's just a penis pump out, you Steve, know, left out. Steve Bruman has stumbled across a couple of dildos. He didn't go fishing for them. He certainly didn't touch them, but they were there. Well, how many times? This happens all the time, actually, at tenanted properties. I don't know if it's happened to you. It happens to me very frequently. Dirty underwear just left out. Among other things, yeah. But here's the point. If you're not buying it, don't touch it. Don't sit on people's beds. Especially kids. Don't let your kids. That's the big part. Sit on people's beds or it's, jump on the sofas or even play with the other. Like if if you're bringing your kids to the showing and the homeowners have children and the, those children have toys that are you know, on the shelves or whatever, don't let your kids play with those toys. They're not theirs. Well, and sometimes those beds are actually just cardboard boxes with sheets on them and yeah. your kids will be in for surprise <laughs> when they go try to do a cannonball on the bed. Uh, that the would stage be funny. Will, the stage will not be very we happy. Should, we should try that in one of our listings, plant a camera somewhere, <laughs> like in a teddy bear. It's a good idea. And have a, have a box, uh, box bed. Yeah. And maybe put some like, that's Fla- a great idea. Some toys and some fluffy animals, like encourage like the kid it, to go on it. Yeah. Make it look really real. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to see the kid fall through. What if we could put like a, a big pail of water underneath it too? Oh, man. Just to amplify it. Or like something spring loaded. So when the kid falls through, it like springs them back the up. Fuck? How are you going to do that? <laughs> oh, one know. of those airbags from yeah, a steering oh, wheel. Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> Kid gets air through the ceiling. Airbag. Okay, maybe right that's going a little bit too far, but uh, I, I, I'm genuinely going to. Uh, uh, don't eat or the drink idea. in the home. Don't bring a coffee with you. Don't bring a croissant. And don't use the washrooms. Don't, oh, yeah. It's a big one. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, especially through COVID and now, I don't know, can you call it post COVID? But people are really um, nervous. Like sellers are really nervous a little bit about and have some anxiety about germs sure um yeah don't use the washrooms i mean i have we've had the instance where somebody went in took a deuce and and left it behind too right like skid marks all around the the toilet that you know can you imagine as a homeowner you come home you know your property's been shown to a bunch of strangers you come home you open up the toilet and there's some leftovers for you for sure. Ugh. You know, I actually started at home sitting to pee. Oh, man. Yeah. I feel sorry for you. No, no. I did it by my own willing choice. So you don't have dick splatter everywhere? 
I I was in the powder room. Was your day. wife complaining? No, never. Not a, not a chance. She she was surprised I decided to do this. But I was in the powder room one day, and that marks like an official stage in your life. You you do understand that? No, it doesn't. As a man? No. Come on. Are no. you a man? Listen. Okay, in the powder Sitting room, down to lots now. of sunlight coming in the window, and there's like what I refer to as micro pee. So when you're trying to pee as a man standing up, it's impossible to get it all in the toilet. No, it's not. It is. I'm telling you, you're not watching. You need this. You need the light from the. I'm just. Telling I have you. a black light. No, it's happening a hundred percent. And I call it dick splatter. Okay, you're getting it on the floor or on the walls. Well, that's why I have my own washroom. Well, that's why you shouldn't use other people's washrooms. Dick splatter. That's not what it's called. That's gross. What is it called? Micropee. Micropee. Yes. It, and anyway, so I avoid it at home. Do you sit down here to pee? Uh, 50% of the time. So the rest of the time you're pissing on the wall is what you're saying. With the rest of the team. Okay. Yes. That's good to know. <laughs> All right. On from that. Well, don't no, criticize. No, hang on. The eat or drink thing is important. Oh, I Same we thing goes for it. your kids. So if you're bringing kids for a showing, I understand. I have kids. They're young. They need snacks. They need drinks. Do that in the car before you get inside. Yeah. Was that it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do not criticize the property or the seller. Or what? Do not. Sorry. Do you want me to read the notes? Because you didn't do your homework. Do not criticize the property or seller in front of others. Who are the others? I know what you're saying, but you're... Well, it can be at an open house. Okay. It could be, like, whoever. Maybe the neighbors. Neighbors come outside. Are you thinking about buying this house? Yeah. And yeah, look how the yeah, sellers except, may be recording you. Yes, that's a good uh, point. Yeah, I'm thinking about buying the house. Uh, it's a little stinky. Oh, yeah. Did you yeah. see that back room? Oh, yeah. The black one? Oh, yeah. I didn't like that at all. Yeah. yeah. And nowadays, you're being recorded. Somebody's recording you. Is well, the in agent? these days, when we, I don't remember when it was, we sold a house or my buddy's condo. Um, Kimber you got a Mount, story for everything today. Kimber don't Mount you? Drive, Air Mills Parkway, or Air Mills Town Center. Uh, this was going back probably 10 years, I imagine. And he recorded just audio, but yeah. he had a recorder going in his condo. Yep. So, you know, even back then yeah. it was being done. Sure. Back then, you know how many times a seller would mention something like send me a text and say this was before we were installing our cameras and the seller would say oh they whatever they brought a croissant in with them that that was kind of rude or or there was like 15 people with them yeah oh how do you know yeah oh yeah yeah um Ask for person ask for personal information about the seller. Yeah. So it's not any of your business as to I mean, look, people are going to be nosy, especially for a home they want to purchase. Uh, but do that with your realtor. Uh, in, so maybe we need to clarify that because I'm a little bit confused. Well, you should have read the notes before you just start reading them off at your own free will. Show me on here where it explains it. Oh, I should have read the notes in your fucking head. Listen, ask for personal information about the seller. Who are you referring to? Because as a, as a buyer, I would want to know everything about the seller. Yeah, just not during a showing. Okay. That's the whole concept of this fucking podcast. So basically, don't talk about anything related to the house 
or yeah. the homeowner in the in the property. You got it. Got it. Um, and now we're on to actually one other thing is remove your shoes. There's plenty of times. Mm-hmm. There was not long ago we had a condo that we we had, were on do nots. So do not remove do your not, shoes. <laughs> do not do not walk around with your shoes on. Right is what I meant to okay. say. And do not walk around bare feet. Preferably. Yeah. It's gross. Nobody wants your... Is it gross for the person in bare feet or is it gross both. for the homeowner? Both. Yeah. I agree. It shouldn't be if, done. If you have bare feet and you're walking around, you're going to be... Well, maybe some of that kitty litter is coming home with you. Uh, but what and, is the difference really if you're barefoot or in socks? The same stuff's on the bottom of your foot. Well, you can take your socks off after if it's really, have you ever? But that's more on the person with the feet, not on the homeowner. On the person with the feet? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they want to do that, then by all means. I mean, there's some houses that are just, you. I'll burn my socks when I get home. If the home has hardwood floors and you're walking around in bare feet because you wore sandals that day. Yeah, you'll it's a leave nice marks hot day. And- you are leaving those sweaty, sticky yeah, I agree. footprints all around. It's not respectful. So maybe for realtors, Last bring but not booties. least, yeah, there's lots of disposable booties. We give them out to, yeah. to our clients. Uh, do not negotiate the price, the terms, the conditions while you're out during the showing. Don't do it at the house. Don't do it in front of the house. Um, well, I can't count the number of times clients will say to me, how much do you think this house is worth? And I'll remind them, we'll talk about this after. Yeah. Right. And well, tip for realtor, do it before you're out for the day of showings. And that, again, is a to my point of buyers going along in the agent's car, agents can then do those kind of checkpoints and reminders um, beforehand. All right, so moving on to do's and don'ts for realtors. I'll take over here since they're my notes and you can elaborate. Does that make sense? Sure. Let's go. Be professional and respectful toward all towards all parties involved. So sometimes what I see is a realtor making a comment about how poorly a home is staged or decorated or presented or photographed or what a great job or shit job that realtor may have done or whatever. Keep your comments to yourself be professional. If you're going to do it, do it in your own time. Don't do it while you're out during a showing. So the only thing I'll say there is if there are things in the home that the buyer wants to address, like questioning workmanship or things, there are polite ways to talk about it. Like, be professional in the the way you talk about it. Don't not talk about so it. So here's the thing. I don't disagree with that comment. But just think, for example, we're, we're telling buyers to overlook, look past the flaws. Now, let's assume the flaws are in the living room. Maybe there was crown molding installed and it was poorly installed. Okay, I'm just going to give you a very basic, vague example. Now, let's just say there is a hidden camera or even one in plain sight, whatever, Mm -hmm. on the bookshelf in the living room. Mm -hmm. And you're all standing in the living room going, man, whoever installed that crown molding needs some new glasses. 
Right. And then you find out it's the seller that actually installed that crown molding and now you've offended them. Right. You go home at the end of the day and you go, oh, remember that one with the shit crown molding? We actually kind of love the location of that place. Let's put an offer on it. Right. And the seller goes, oh, oh, look at this. The people that loved my crown molding want to make an offer on the property, do they? Right. So instead of saying, look at those shitty installation jobs, you can say, oh, you could approach it differently. You can say, what do you think I could do to repair the cram molding that's separating on the ceiling? Right. Right? Good example. In fact, I I think that's a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. It sets you up immediately for ways to negotiate and lowers the expectations of the homeowner if they're watching. Correct. Uh, next, preparing the property properly for showings, including turning all the lights on and opening up the curtains and the window coverings. So if you're the listing agent training your seller to do that before every showing comes in makes the home much more inviting, much more welcoming. It shows the property better because it's well lit. Now, if you are the buyer's agent and you're out showing multiple properties in a day, this becomes more difficult. But if you're on the one-off showing, so you're my client, you call me, hey, can we see this property? And it's just one property. That's when I'll schedule them to come 5, 10, 15 minutes after me, I'll do the quick tour of the property and make sure yeah, all the lights... Yeah, if you've got one. Yes. Yeah. All the lights are on, all of the window coverings are open. Um, very, very important. Big do for realtors. Be knowledgeable about the property and and the neighborhood. You got to know what you're selling. This is all of a sudden this property that you're showing is a part of your inventory too. You got to know the property, the specifics, the listing details. You should know things like the property taxes, um, the lot size, as much as you can. And then know a little bit about what has sold in that neighborhood. What comparable sales are there? And are there any active properties on the market that you may be interested in as well. You got to do your due diligence, do the homework. I agree there are times you have, you're able to do that. There are also times you're not able to do that, but it's important that if you're not able to do it beforehand, that you do do it before. Um, For most of these dues, the dues are negotiable a little bit. The don'ts not so much. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, do the best to accommodate your buyer's needs and their schedule. So now with, you know, uh, current lifestyles of most people, everybody's busy. Um, do your best to adapt, do your best to adapt to your buyers. So if your buyers are really only available first thing in the morning or last thing at the end of the day, don't try and shove them into your schedule. I understand you might, as a realtor, be busy. That's the beauty of being a part of a team. If you're not as a part of a team right now, um, that you can usually fit your buyers into a schedule of their preference. Um, and definitely follow up with your with your buyers after going out to view these properties. You're going to do it the day of, but sometimes when they part ways, when... Uh, your clients part ways from you, they'll have a discussion at home, whether it's, you know, if it's a single person buying a home, they're even calling friends and family and getting their opinion. 
or talking about it with colleagues or whatever. Yeah. Um, if you're a couple, you're going home, you're having dinner or breakfast, whatever, and you're chatting about those properties. So as a realtor, it's very diligent to make sure that you're you're there to answer any further questions. Kind of give it that 24-hour Well, if you're rule. not following up, you should be in a different career. Yeah. All right. Next. Do nots. Do nots. For realtors. Make false or misleading statements about the property. So false, misleading, or don't make shit up. Yeah, if you don't know, you don't know. Just to right. say it and say it'll find out. Right. Because the last thing that you want to happen, there's so many components in a home. Especially as time evolves and technology increases, there could be a button somewhere in the house and your client says, what is that for? And you say, oh, I think it's for this, but it's for something totally different, totally irrelevant. Push it. Um, yeah, push it and find out. Uh, so don't mislead. Don't make uh, any assumptions. Don't bullshit. Yeah. You're going to love this one. And I think I know what you're going to comment okay. on this. I think. Okay, you tell me if you're right or not. So after. the note says... Don't pressure the buyer into making an offer. Don't push people. Don't be pushy. But you are going to say, well, the one time I bought a TV at Best Buy. I wasn't going to use that uh, that uh, situation as the example, but it is a great one. So I'm going to use it. And there was this one time you at Best Buy. You mean you don't have any from the auto industry? No, I okay, I'm going to skip it. I'm going to go to the one in real estate. So I had clients who hired us to help them buy and sell a home. And during the meeting I had with them in the beginning, I asked why they weren't using the realtor, realtor they used before. And one of the examples of why they weren't happy was that the realtor didn't push them to buy the house they wanted. And had they have been given a little bit of a push to spend, and it was $30,000, had the agent have convinced them to do that, they would not be moving again. So it's on the, we're in sales, we're salespeople. So it is our responsibility to give a little bit of direction and lead people towards purchasing a property. And sometimes that Direction could, and advice is different than being pushy. It Yeah. I mean, everybody's different. It, it, one tactic on one buyer could be perceived as pushy. For another, it could be perceived what as What you don't want to do is push pushy. somebody into a mistake. Yes. I mean, right? you need to know. I mean, don't, if the yeah. home is not for them or they don't like it, you know, don't push them into it because it's the only home that happens to fall in their budget. Yeah. As an example. Unless that's the right decision because there's no other homes uh, to buy. The next point, uh, you know, don't... Um, the do not is neglecting to follow local real estate laws and regulations for showings. I don't know. Uh, I guess going back to the being punctual and staying within your time limit at the property would fall um, within that. Um, lock all the doors. Don't forget realtors. Well, more lock, importantly, check than, all the check all the doors to make sure they're locked. More importantly than lock all the doors is follow instructions. Right. Every time you get a showing confirmation, it has a list of instructions. Yes. And for the listing ours, agent, ours as an example says, leave, leave the lights, lights on. on. Yes. 
Don't shut them off. And then don't leave your business cards. We don't need them. The message to the selling agent, though, is update your fucking notes. Because many of them still say, wear a mask yeah. and, have, you know, <laughs> sign this COVID form. And then I'll call them and say, hey, I saw you want us to wear a mask. And they're like, oh, no, no, that's okay. Like, what is it? Get it. Get your shit together. Uh, don't discuss confidential information about the buyer or property during the showing. So again, it's just uh, personal information shouldn't be discussed at any inf- uh, at any showing. Yeah. Anytime you're at a property, somebody else's home, don't discuss the seller, don't discuss the buyer, don't discuss anything. Just be quiet. Oh, I'm going to pull out this case. And realistically, uh, brought- when, a- when agents are showing houses, there's don't feel like you need to be you know, giving this grand tour, like there's only so many things you can show. And once you've explained what an HRV is, you don't need to explain it on every house that has it. So you're naturally going to run out of things to talk about. So I actually, I'm going to ramble on a little bit after this list. So this list is done. This was the notes that we took. We're reaching our 30 minutes, I'm sure. You're going to pull out, well, that's because you had to give a fucking story about every note today. I bet you're... File, um, wave files bigger than mine. Actually, I don't know if it works that way. We'll find out. Robbie will tell us. I'm, so I'm just pulling the out KT some... KT Toolkit. We've got the KT out. Toolkit. I'm going to pull out some tools. You want to show the camera? The real estate agent. I will. The real estate agents bag. can carry with them to Let's not only help pass the time while they're at showings, but also provide some value. So this is our uh, KT... What's the term when you have... Toolkit. KT Toolkit. That's a... Yeah, there's another word I was looking for. There's our KT toolkit. So this is always strapped on when we're going to showings. Um, A flashlight. Flashlight. How many times have you been in a room where you're just like... Especially in a furnace room? Yeah. Oh, you know, after Christmas, I got a uh, headlight. More stories. Let's go. Keep going. Next one. Laser measurer. Ah, blinded you wanna by make sure, light. You want to make sure, uh, as per the last top 10 list by GPT uh, AI, you want to make sure your furniture can fit through the door or fit in the room. Another one, this is one you added, which I like, is the NYX color yes. selector. So if you see a paint color that you really like, you can quickly confirm what it is. Or if it needs a touch-up, you'll be able to purchase that yes. paint. Now, this one I received a lot of flack about. I talked about on TikTok, and I, I said that we carried these outlet testers with us. And another realtor in Hamilton gave me a hard time. She's like, you're not qualified to use that. Leave that to the home inspectors. Why are you da 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 She went on just ranting. Really? So annoying. Not yeah. qualified to use a receptacle tester? She clearly didn't know what she was talking about. So, it, And that was a realtor? That was a realtor. Oh, God help her. Yeah. Um. So this is a simple, basic tester you plug it into an outlet and it will light up to tell you and it says right on here what the lights mean and tells you whether it's uh, wired correctly or if there's reverse polarity and then you have the gfci tester to make sure that the outlet uh, is functioning yep um and then lastly this one is one of my favorites is a moisture meter so if you see discoloration pinless pinless yeah some of them you have to jab the pin into the wall you don't want to do that in somebody's house that's not yours so this one, you just touch the surface, it tells you if there's moisture present. So if you see a stain on the ceiling, uh, quickly touching that to the ceiling could in- tell you whether it's something that needs to be um, addressed or if it's probably not a concern. Uh, I've got some more tips for realtors before we wrap it up that weren't on this list that I think are very important. And then we can part, part our ways for the day. Um, good chat, by the way. If uh, Get on with it. We're running out of time. If you're a realtor listening, you want to chime in, leave a comment. 
Uh, stop fidgeting. I can't Save put my stuff back in my bag? No. Why? Do, do it here? after. Okay. There you go. Thank you. Um, let the buyers tour the home without you breathing down their neck. Don't be the type of realtor that's going to follow your buyers into every room and be right behind them and have a comment about everything. Oh, this is a nice size room. Oh, here's the kitchen. Here's here's the dining room. I had that conversation with a client recently, joking, mocking. Here's what you should be doing. Open up cabinetry to see if there's any leaks under the sinks. There's There's something handy you can do. Check the seals of the windows to see if maybe there's some heat loss Check or the age moisture. Of the winders. Check winders. Winders. Check the. Um, Do you run water? I run water and taps just oh, to see fuck, if there's can I get through my any leaks. I'm not allowed to talk during your time. No. Continue then. In the seals of the windows, you'll find stamps that sometimes sometimes will have a date. So how old are those windows? Yes. Go down to the furnace. You can check things like when was the last time, if they got their ducts cleaned, you're going to have a, find a sticker there that the ducts were cleaned. Or, Gas fitters, tags for age of appliances. Or age of the furnace. Wow. Well, so I mean by appliances, yeah. Yeah. Um, so make yourself useful. They don't need you walking into a bedroom saying this is the bedroom. Oh, really like those curtains or really like, oh, they staged this room prop. Nobody gives a shit about your comments. Keep it to yourself. Make yourself useful. Provide value to your buyers. There you go. That's it. Peace, Groovy. Thanks for watching. We hope you enjoyed episode 221. Make sure you subscribe. New episode comes out every Monday morning.